Welcome once again to Giraffes at Black Tongues Comics. I'm your host Dave, and again I'm joined by co-host Donnie. Donnie, how's it going, man? Hey, going really well. How about you? Oh, I'm doing all right. Very good. Ready to talk about some comic books today, as usual. Yeah, always. Right. Well, today we read Immortal Hulk, Volume 1, or Is He Both? And Outsiders, Volume 1, Looking for Trouble. Which one do you want to start with here? I don't know. What transitions do you have this week for us? Uh, let's see. I, I'm looking I'm looking for help. For what, uh, what, I don't know. I'm not looking for trouble. I'm just looking for any help with these transitions. There you go. Boom. Yeah. Call the, call the Outsiders. Airhorn. That's fucking flawless. That's the thing. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Killing this transition game. Yeah, it's hard to transition when you just like get right into it, I guess. <laughs> but oh, oh shit, we should have small talked. Um, oh yeah, oh, well. yeah, whatever. Yeah, stuff and things. Yeah, we'll we'll small talk later, probably. That's usually how it goes. Well, okay, let's do Outsiders then. So we, uh, yeah, again, Outsiders Volume One, looking for trouble. Yeah, what did you think about this book? It was okay. I tried to pick it just because that's kind of what the season three of the Young Justice is based off of. The original Outsider storyline took place, I think, in like the early 80s, it was. So I didn't want to like date us that far back. And I think this storyline was from like early 2000s, like 2003, I think, was the year this book came out. Yeah. And still, it's still like the artwork wise, it doesn't look it doesn't look like it's held up through time. Yeah, I noticed that some issues, I guess maybe they changed the artist, but some issues, like the faces, looked really weird on the characters, like Grace in particular. Uh, Sometimes she would have just like a normal looking face, but other times she would look like she was uh, some kind of caveman or something. Yeah, that really threw me for a loop. Yeah. I was like in the middle of a book where that happened there. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck is this weird... So you Change. you noticed that too then. So yeah, I guess it was pretty yeah, glaringly was obvious. A... Yeah, it was. Yeah, that was weird. Also, I, I noticed her, her height was changing too, I think. Sometimes she would be like much taller than the other ones. And other times she'd be like at eye level. So yeah, weird. Really weird with that character, what they've done. Yeah. Why can Grace say bitch, but Lobo can't say bitch? Yeah, uh, that was the other thing I, I noticed in this one. Way, way more swear word friendly here in early 2000s on the pre-New 52 shit. Yeah. Like, uh, I said, bitch, asses, damn, all kinds of curse words. Yeah. If we're still editing, like, fuck and shit. Yeah, yeah, with all the stupid but symbols. But other than that, other than that, they didn't give a, a damn what they said. Yeah, but Lobo has to say biz, biznatch or something like Bastitch. that. Bastitch. Bastiznatch. Well, that's not supposed to be bitch, that's supposed to be bastard. Oh, well... Still, and he's saying frag. Well, Lobo's an alien, so he doesn't, he hasn't mastered all English or all Earth vocabulary. Well, whenever you learn a new language, the first things you remember are the swear words. I mean, yeah, that's ideally that's what you learn first. You, you find someone to teach you those specifically. Well, it's not even ideally. It's, it's just easier to remember bad words because they're funny. So everyone is, it's easy to learn bad words. Lobo should have learned. But, but Lobo, he doesn't have like friends. He's the main man. He's a solo act. He doesn't, he doesn't play well with others. Yeah. He's only on that JLA team because Batman is like forcing him to. They made a deal. Well, he should have learned swearing from Batman. Batman surely must swear, right? Yeah. I mean, I would think that throughout like all the like murders that he's committed like at some yeah. point in time someone's gonna be like please don't fucking kill me or here what do i have to do to save my own ass and then he would like, he would think he's heard some curse words along his way doing what he does and he would probably notice he'd be like fuck that's perfect i'm gonna say this forever now <laughs> fuck frag <laughs> i mean but like you're all right so you live in another country so when you say fuck or shit do you go fuck and shit or do you say the the Chinese version of it. No, you Mandarin you say version. fuck and shit. Okay, so that's why he says frag and bastage. Because eh. it's the first thing that pops to his mind because it's his native language. Yeah, but I, I feel like fuck is just universally perfect. You know? It's just the sound of it. Not for non-English speaking people. 
It's better. They go with the English version. It just doesn't sound as good. The swearing doesn't sound as cool. Well, I don't know. Whatever. Grace can swear. Lobo can't swear. So here we are. So I like the swearing. What else can I do that I like here? I liked Arsenal's sweet soul patch. That was pretty awesome. I was, that was my other note. That was the main note. Yeah. Was that amazing fucking soul patch. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking great, man. <laughs> the best soul patch in comics history right there, I think. For sure, for sure. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah, and then, like, occasionally they'll have, like, close-ups, or sort of close-ups of his face. Uh-huh. And he's got, like, a five o'clock shadow of the rest of the goatee coming in. Yeah. But it's not a full goatee. <laughs> it's just a soul patch with, like, stubble for a goatee. It's amazing. Yeah, he really worked hard on that soul patch. It's inspiring <laughs> me, dude. I think I'm going to do the soul patch. Fuck yeah. Love it. And I love That was my highlight. Oh yeah, for sure. And I, I, I think I think Thunder was cool. Yeah, I, I've never read anything or yeah. seen anything with her before. But yeah, she seems like she has an awesome power set. Yeah, it does. She She can change her density or whatever to make herself more heavy they and at one point they said she can make herself up to 10 times her own weight and then in the next issue there she's like well maybe i'll just make myself weigh two tons and i think that's way more than 10 times her own weight right i don't know how much she weighs but i feel I would, like it wouldn't be that much yeah 150 yeah, I'm pounds guessing she's like 100 no way not even that really because like that first one where they first drew her she's like got like the weird like inward hips like yeah implying that she's like stick thin and like fit as all hell so i'm guessing she's like 105 pounds or something i have no idea what her height is to like base this on but like at max she's 120 125 ish yeah well i guess i think i think in the first issue they drew her with like enormous titties so maybe those yeah they did they did do that and then i noticed they got smaller in the as he went on a little bit a little smaller but yeah that first issue it's like goddamn. (laughs) <laughs> titties <laughs> I don't understand why the why the art changed so much in this in this uh volume it's really weird yeah it, it was really odd because like what you what you were saying with grace earlier was because like on one page <laughs> the change from just page to page with her was so absurdly drastic like yeah. I don't know how the fuck that's possible yeah it really doesn't make sense to me but whatever, I guess. And who are the other heroes here? Indigo. Indigo, which is uh, basically Alexa. Uh, no, no, she's way more badass. Well, I mean, she can do more shit, but if you say something to her, she just like answers you like Alexa would. I, I don't remember if it was something I just read on my own or if it was something we read for one of these. Mm-hmm. Uh, did we ever read anything with like a, a Supergirl? No. Or was that just something I read? Ah, oh, damn it. Because, like, Indigo was in that as, like, that's what she is, is she's mainly a Supergirl villain. Oh. And she was in one of those, and she was, like, so beyond badass and, like, tough as shit to, destroy, to defeat. Right. But, yeah. That made me think she's kind of an awesome character now. So seeing her in this version was like, ah, oh, shoot. That was disappointing. <laughs> she just doesn't have much of a personality. I think even she could swear, and Lobo can't swear. She was trying to learn swearing. She said ass. <laughs> like all synthroid, synthroid android people do, they learn the swear words first. I can't get Alexa to swear for the life of me. I've been trying. Really? Yeah. Even if you ask her um, the song, I like bad bitches, that's my fucking problem. I'm like, Alexa, what's this song called? And they bleep out. Problem. It's called fucking problem or something. But she bleeps out the fuck. Oh yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. Like, well, it's a part of the name. Say fuck. How do I know what's under that bleep? I mean, be smarter about it. Like, trigger. Ask her what the a common name for a donkey is. And then maybe she'll say ass. Maybe, yeah. I that's probably it. that's probably as far as you're gonna get. You're not gonna get Alexa to say the f word, man. No, probably not. You gotta you gotta set your set your sights lower. Right. <laughs> like, maybe she'll call, like, female dogs bitches. Maybe she'll say that one. Well, well, we'll try it. But Indigo does it, so that's one upgrade from Alexa. Well, this is, this is like, a future version of Alexa from decades down the line. So, in the future, Alexa can say whatever. <laughs> yeah. She could say cunt. Indigo probably does. Oh, for sure. A future robot, you can say cunt. 
definitely. I mean, if if the scientists aren't programming future robots to say cunt, I don't know what they're wasting their time doing then. What are what's what's it all for? Exactly. Bigger picture stuff, guys. Right. Yeah, this uh Indigo though, she was reprogrammed or something. Yeah, so Yeah, do you know her backstory? Uh, I guess the backstory for this book or this series is uh, the Titans had just disbanded because Donna Troy and Lilith were both just killed off, Omen. And uh, Indigo was the one who killed the two of them. And so that kind of broke up the Titans and Dick Grayson was all terrified about Indigo being on the team. But I guess they must have defeated her because they were saying that she had just been like in storage at Star Labs. And Arsenal and like the Star Lab scientists had reprogrammed her to be good now. So sort of like a, a vision backstory. Okay. So she's she's DC's version of the of the vision. No, no, no. Because the vision is from this time frame. She's from the future. Oh, true. So DC's cable? Yeah. Kinda. Alright, so like a mix yeah. between cable and vision, but a woman. Right? That makes sense to Who me. Who can swear? Who can swear? Yeah. yeah, yeah, which is good. Good for her. The other one was Metamorpho. Yeah. See, okay, so it didn't happen in this series. Yeah. But I hate this character more than anyone else just because anytime he's drawn, or most times when he's drawn, it's it's a very distinct look that he has, which is way different than what he had through during this series. Yeah. But he looks so similar to this other DC character called Deadman, Boston Brand, that anytime I see him in animated form, I'm always like, oh, sweet, Deadman's in this. Cool. And then it always turns out that, no, it's Metamorpho. And I'm like, oh, fuck this guy. <laughs> so I always get so excited for Deadman. And then I'm like, oh, really? Huh. I, I don't know this Deadman. What does he do? Um, He's mainly like a Justice League dark. He, he's... He's a former Swiss trapeze artist who died similar to, like, Dick Grayson's parents. Oh. And uh, he, his power is that he's just, like, floating around in on Earth still as a dead character. And he just kind of possesses people and he can talk and, like, act in their form. Hmm. It's really, it's really stupid, but I like him because he's part of the Justice League Dark and they're a great team. Okay. All right, then. So there's that guy. Uh, I didn't really like him. Because he just keeps trying to, like, make all these, like, quips and one-liners, and I was getting bored of that very quickly. He's, he's constantly yeah, joking I, around. I don't know if he's supposed... To, I don't know if he is, like, a, a comic relief character all the time, because I'm trying to think if, like, he is in other times that I've seen him. But I can't remember, because I was just too angry at him. I couldn't <laughs> really pay attention to, like, what the fuck he was doing. But yeah, he, he was kind of the comic relief of this entire series. Yeah. Because this is a serious Dick Grayson, so normally he would be kind of a comic relief guy, but not this time. He's no nonsense now. All right, yeah, so that brings us to Nightwing, who, again, is not violent enough in this book. <laughs> Dude, tit Titans is the new standard for Dick Grayson for me. If If it's not... Ultra violent. Every, everything you ever read with uh, Nightwing or Dick Grayson in it, you're going to be gravely disappointed in. Ah, that's what I feared. I got to have my standards, and that's my standard. <laughs> he's like always being a dick, though. Like, he, he's, uh, I know his name is Dick, too, but. Well, I mean, he just buried two of his best and oldest friends. So, I mean, he, he's kind of like a real big sourpuss throughout this. He's he is. really down in the dumps. Yeah. He's a good fucking over it man i know yeah fuck like, it Who uh, cares? indigo Apolo indigo apologized about murdering his friends she was she yeah. seemed pretty sorry i believe there i believe her. Yeah. i bought it sure she's trying to make amends she even tells him i want to make amends and try to make it up to you for killing off your friends yeah so it could stop me because i'm too badass and awesome you pussy titans didn't stand a chance against me <laughs> it was just oh no my friends are dead i'm dick Grayson. Yeah. Quit your bitchin', Dick Grayson. Yeah, get over it, man. Yeah. You knew you knew what you were risking when you signed up to be a Titan, you stupid motherfucker. Right. Don't act like someone dying is like a big surprise in your world. Everyone always dies and comes back, like they'll be back. I I mean Don't oh, worry yeah. about it. They've been they've been back for quite a while. <laughs> yeah, sure. 
Wait, who who was it that died? Was it Wonder Woman? No, it, it, she's like the sidekick version of Wonder Woman. Her oh, okay. Donna Troy. She's from Titans. Oh, um, she's the girl with the lasso in in Titans. That's right. Yeah, I remember. Okay. And then the other one is Lilith, whose whose code name is Omen. She's like a. Uh, she's their psychic on the Titans team. Okay, I see. What? No more Raven. Raven wasn't on the Titans. She's Teen Titans. Oh. Well, she was in Titans, the TV show. She's in the show Titans, yeah. Yeah, this is all too confusing. Yeah. Anyway, so that's the team. So they get together, and they are... Well, that's that's the team for issue one, but like immediately oh, right. in issue two, we recruit a new member as well. Yeah, Jade. That's right. I, I forgot Jade, about her. Who, who is the daughter of the first... So right, I had to double check the timeline on this one. Just to make sure of like how this worked, because she's the daughter of original Green Lantern of Earth, Alan, I forget his last name, short or small or something. <laughs> but in the new 52, they like changed his whole backstory and made him a, a gay out character. Oh. And so like he, he's actually the father of Jade. And then there's a, a another character who he was also the father of. I, uh, I can't remember what that guy is called. But uh, yeah, in the New 52 storyline, they rewrote him as like a younger man, and he's now gay man. And so I was like, oh shit, how does this work now? But luckily it was a couple years before the New 52 launch, so that's I, I guess that's how he still has children in this storyline. Hmm. She's a weird version of a Green Lantern who doesn't need a ring, they were saying. Whoa. Yeah. I guess that's cool. But how the fuck does that work, I mean, you sure. know? I don't know. Yeah, how, how do you pass on your intern shit? So I don't give a fuck. That's probably some stupid reason, anyway. When they were introducing her, they said that she could just create constructs without a ring. Yeah, I don't know why that would be. Yeah, she was there. She was there. That's about it, though. I feel like she didn't do that much. Um, even though I feel like she should be able to do a lot. She was boring. Oh, I I liked her. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, so they are the the team gets together then and are doing things like fighting Gorilla Grodd and his army of gorillas while the Joker is uh interrogating President Lex Luthor, which I thought was interesting yeah. that it was a he was a president. How's that how'd that happen? Uh, yeah, that that happens from time to time in DC storylines, depending on which one you're going with. Okay, <laughs> just sometimes the bad guys are presidents. Yep. And actually, during that time, when the when the Joker was torturing uh, Lex Luthor to try and uh, figure out what where his shipment of something was, I forget what it was now. Weapons. Weapons. Okay. Lex Luthor says, "Are you jealous that Batman loves Catwoman more than you?" And then he gets really pissed off. So is the Joker, like, gay for Batman? No, but he, he feels like he's his most important the most important person in Batman's life, because they're like the yin and the yang to one another. Oh. Okay. But I, I really liked the Joker in this, though, because he was, when he first starts talking to Lex Luthor, he's making all kinds of, like, I don't know if they were trying to make him as a sort of, like, flamboyant version of the Joker, but he's, like... Talk about how they're just going to gab about boys and then ponytail one another's hair. Yeah. Stay up all night and just dish and gossip. Yeah. And then he starts, like, torturing him. So he was still, like, a, an insane, crazy psychopath version of the Joker, but he was also a lot more... Fun? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, he was. So they're doing that, and then eventually, you know, the team finds him and uh, is able to save the president who's being a dick about it. Then after that, they're, they're hanging out with, uh, or they're, they're looking into some guy named Bl Brother Blood. Have you heard of this guy before? I, yeah, he, he was in like a, a dark, uh, a Justice League dark thing for a second. Okay. He, he's one of like their, their sorcerer characters, I think, right? It was, uh, well, I was, I was a little unsure about that. I don't know if he's a sorcerer, but he has like, this giant underground lab. He seems more like he has science than sorcery to me. Uh, yeah. Maybe I'm thinking of someone else then. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, possibly. He looks like a sorcerer guy, but his actions were different. 
they're hanging out with him, and he has. it turns out he has all these sleeper agents or whatever all over the world, like a million of them. And when he says the trigger word or whatever, the each person will steal a baby and bring it to his... <laughs> like island <laughs> so he can make and they said it was to make his own race <laughs> i like the way they put that too. make his own race <laughs> the master race it reminds me of that uh that movie the island of dr Moreau. i've never seen it, it makes like they had that remake of it like in the late 90s with like a val kilmer i think in it oh nice and he just like makes like all these like half animal half people <laughs> for some reason okay. <laughs> just this dude living alone on an island making people out of animals it's so <laughs> fucking dumb <laughs> that, that kind of reminds me of that south park guy dr mephisto it, it, is. it is oh that, that is guy, that yeah. guy that's what he's based off of is uh marlon brando's character in okay movie. i yeah. see oh nice maybe I'll, I'll have to watch this movie then that guy's funny he just puts four asses on every animal <laughs> that's his thing <laughs> Here's a monkey with four asses. Here's an elephant with four asses. <laughs> uh, awesome. Okay, I'll watch that one. What's it called? Island of Dr. Monroe? Island of Dr. Monroe. All right, all right. So yeah, that part was funny. And then at the, at the end of this book, though, one of those sleeper agents uh, shoots Arsenal, and that's kind of where it ends, though. So yeah, I guess that's about it. Anything else about the story in this? That's kind of the short version. I don't think it was too complicated. Um, the one thing I noticed in this one was Arsenal was using way more uh, handguns than his like bow. Yeah, he really didn't like, get much use out of like that. He was using the same guns that they always give to Red Hood, like uh, the Jason Todd Red Hood. Yeah. That was kind of weird. I mean, he is called Arsenal. It makes it sound like he should have more than just a bow, I guess. So, yeah, I don't know enough about like the Roy Harper speedy Arsenal character from the comics to actually know for sure but like on on young justice arsenal is the version who was like a clone version of roy harper red arrow speedy whatever the fuck you want to call him yeah there's one version of him that was cloned and then they find the original version but his arm was chopped off because that was what was used to make the clones with his dna from the arm and so he gets like this replacement machine gun arm from lex luthor <laughs> cool and that's what he uses as his gun is just this awesome gadget arm. Should get like yeah. he should get a machine gun leg like that uh, Grindhouse movie. Yeah, what is yeah. that one called? Like, death Proof. Rose McGowan's character. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's Death Proof. Yeah, Death Proof. That was pretty awesome. Machine gun legs. <laughs> just get all the limbs. Make all the limbs machine guns. Like uh, up the ante. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> be unstoppable. Oh hell yeah. I wonder how they would brush their teeth. I'll probably put a toothbrush in the barrel and then, yeah, it makes sense. He could do that. Uh, yeah, yeah. shoot some toothpaste in there. Yeah, just blast it. <laughs> or, or else just immediately shoot out your teeth. Yeah. And just get like some replacement, <laughs> replacement grill. Right, right. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Did you notice that they use the term whale spit twice? I, I, I do remember it once. Yeah, what the fuck is whale like, spit? Uh, on that boat, I think it was. I think it was uh, twice that they used it. I think Lex Luthor also said it. So they said it on the boat, then they then Lex Luthor said it too. Whales, but isn't it's not supposed to be like bullshit. I think it's supposed to it? be bullshit, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've actually heard that one before. Whale spit. Yeah. I've never heard it. Oh, they also made a Darkwing Duck reference. I did. Yeah. Fuck. I forgot. I forgot to know that. Yeah. I absolutely love that. Yeah, I guess Darkwing Duck exists in this universe, which is cool. Like the cartoon, I assume. But yeah, that was pretty awesome. They have the Disney afternoon here in this Warner Brothers (laughs) universe. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Oh, this book, big problem I have with it is it's that classic DC over-explaining. They're constantly explaining shit in this book. I I can't handle it. I don't care. I don't care how fast the gorilla suicide bomb is going. You have to assume your audience... You have to assume your audience has never read the previous issue and is stupid and doesn't know what's going on unless you paint the picture for him a thousand times in an issue. Yeah, but when they're just like telling you the math equation for the gorilla suicide bomb to blow up Air, Fo- Air Force One for like two pages, it's too much. You know, you got to cut that shit down. 
I mean, that's important information. Yeah, no, it's not. Just drop the gorilla on. It doesn't matter. It's this fucking gorilla wearing a, a bomb vest falling from the sky onto the president's airplane. You don't have to explain that yeah, to me. Yeah, that's awesome. I, yeah, but you don't have to explain it to me. Just just show me the thing. You don't have to like give me the, the fucking preamble about you know how fast the gorilla is going and how like Gorilla Grodd or whatever figured out how much would destroy the plane. Just, just, just do it. I, I'll believe a monkey suicide bomb will blow up anything. I don't care. Also, that, that reminds me, how does every comic book team always have psychic dampeners? <laughs> yeah. Like, this team didn't <laughs> even have a psychic on their team to like create or like make these things for them, but they still had psychic dampeners somehow. They did. Had access to them. Cause I remember Gorilla Grab was trying to, take over Arsenal there at one point, and he was like, ooh, too bad, we have these awesome psychic dampeners, not gonna work. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I always hate that. Stupid. It, this was a little bit different than, like, the normal, like, superhero team preset, though. Like, they had two bruisers, they had no psychic, no teleporter. I, I think Indigo was the only flyer, so they had a flyer, but, yeah, it was weird. Yeah, they, they had, like, two non-powered people too yeah two human just yeah regular guys that that part was really weird weird dynamic yeah very strange they don't follow the rules this book that's why they're called no, outsiders they <laughs> there you go that was perfect yeah gotta play the air horn for that one i think i was hoping yeah i was waiting for that that was well deserved all right speaking of air horns do you want to hear a review fuck yeah i do all right read some fucking reviews you cuck So I just pulled one review here. Uh, It's kind of long, but it's uh, two stars. The title is doesn't work for me, dot, dot, dot. When I heard all the controversy about the Outsiders, I decided to buy me an Outsiders graphic novel. And in my honest opinion, the Outsiders just does just do not work for me. Do you know anything about this controversy? No, I was going to ask you, what is the controversy? I was hoping you knew. I don't know. I wonder. Maybe that would explain the art. I guess I should have researched that, but I didn't. So. Sorry. (laughs) Let's see. First of all, Winnick likes to fill his pages with words. Lots of words. Winnick is like the Chris Claremont of DC. I don't know that reference. Do you know that one? He's a famous Marvel writer for X-Men. Oh, okay. The pages are just filled with words, and in the second chapter of the graphic novel, when he introduces where we left off, it is just too, too long. I agree. Definitely agree. Second, the cast, it just so, dot dot dot, off. Nightwing is like some complete control freak bastard. I can't blame considering his teammates. It's written weird. Arsenal, for reason I just can't understand, he is just so, ugh. Grace is an uber bitch who is just plain annoying and absolutely does not fit the superhero biz. She should have just stuck with the bouncer gig. Thunder is pretty likable. Oh, wait, hold on. Thunder is pretty likably, is what it says. But the, <laughs> but the daughter of Black Lightning. I, I'm not sure if he's saying that's a bad thing wait, or a good yeah, thing. Wait, how, how is that a negative? She was cool until I found out she was Black Lightning's daughter. Yeah, I, I don't know Fuck why. that guy. I don't know why he was... That's a negative. I, I thought it was cool. I like that character. It's she is very likably. It's so likably. <laughs> I have never been reminded of such reference. <laughs> okay. What? I well, I mean, they say it every issue, so I don't know what what he's talking about. I don't really care for for Metamorpho, and as for Jade, she has some potential, just not on this team. I can imagine her working solo, guest starring here and there, or maybe in the JSA, but not the Outsiders. I wasn't offended by the raunchiness of this GN, I think, graphic novel, I guess. Graphic novel. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Because I have read much worse. But to Winnick, it seems like in order for a comic book to be mature, you must add sex and swearing. True. It's true. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm, I'm not against it. No, all for it. Yeah, definitely. Swear. Especially more swearing. Yeah, definitely swearing. Basnich. Right. Frag. <laughs> all right. This is not always true, but if you add these two to a comic book, make sure 
they work well and they cancel each other out. So the sex and swearing have to cancel each other out. Is that what he's saying? I don't know how that's. That doesn't make any sense at all. What that means. Yeah. Or else you'll end up with something completely cheesy like this. Okay, I don't know. Then he says, well, that's my two cents, so ciao. And then, P.S., I forgot about Indigo. Oh, well, like Metamorpho, somebody I care about. And then that's Wait, the end. You said you didn't care about Metamorpho guy. Uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah, this is really weirdly written. That's why I picked this one, because it was stupid sounding. Yeah, I don't know. I agree with the wordiness part. I like part. this guy. I like, his, <laughs> I like his review. I'm a fan. Yeah, I like, I, I like when I find you know two-star reviews, one-star reviews. They're much better than the four and five stars, so I'm glad he left it. Yeah, they're usually more fun. They are, that, and that one's no exception. So, so I, I, I'm Googling here for like some kind of a, a controversy about this. Yeah. I can't find one for this, but I'm wondering if he got confused with like The Outsiders, like the, uh, the movie and the graphic novel. Maybe. What well, what's but, the controversy? Did you find anything? Well, cuz cuz that's that's the one where it's like a uh, underage drinking and like gang violence and shit happening. What? So I don't know. I don't know. Oh, it's in the movie from like okay. a bunch of school libraries. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. So I don't know if that's what he's talking about cuz there's Maybe. no controversy that I can find for this comic book. I mean, that would make sense. I mean, maybe he's like a teenager or something. But it's not anything based on that though. So, yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. Oh, well. Speaking of bruisers and controversies, we also read Immortal Hulk, Volume 1, or Is He Both? So, uh, I guess it's not a controversy. I think they were dealing more with, like, a oh. conspiracy. Hold on one second. So, uh, so <laughs> I'm, I'm on online right now looking at the writer. Yeah. Because you, you said... His review mentioned him by name, Winnick. Yeah. So I looked him up, and it's this dude who was on MTV's Real World San Francisco back in 1994. Oh. Judd Winnick. Okay. Holy shit. So, cool. Okay, that's cool. He's apparently a DC comic book writer now. Nice. Yeah. Who would have known? Crazy. All right, sorry. But that's yeah, okay. Speaking of bruisers. Yeah, speaking of bruisers, I'll play this another time. <laughs> we also read... Immortal Hulk, Volume 1, or is he both? So, what did you think about Hulk? Mm, it was okay. It has potential to be very cool, but there were a lot of questions I didn't get answered, and that kind of irked me. Uh, the green door? Is that what irked you? The green that door? That and, like, where the fuck, how the fuck Bruce Banner just is magically fine. Because he was killed off. He was legitimately killed off. And, like... When they have Jen Walters come in and she's like confronting him about this at the end, mm-hmm. like she's going over everything that like I as a reader was like under the impression of like he was legit killed off. I thought how was he killed? They put Hawkeye on trial for his murder. Oh, Hawkeye he, killed him. He had Hawkeye. Yeah, he told Hawkeye like if he loses control again, Hulk is going to take over and he's never going to be able. This was Banner. He was telling him. If Hulk takes over again, he's going to never let Banner back out, mm-hmm. and it'll be unstoppable, and the Hulk will just run amok. And so he makes Hawkeye promise that if he starts to transform again, or transition again, mm-hmm. that he will shoot him with an arrow, he, this special, uh, some special, like, gamma bullet <laughs> arrow that he made for him Of course, him of course. That would just magically stop the Hulk, of course. Yep. Conven- conveniently. But, uh, yeah, so Hawkeye shot him, and he was killed him and he was legitimately killed hawkeye even went on trial for the murder of bruce banner so magically now he's just completely back and he's totally fine with no explanation for like well i mean i don't know they sort of briefly dabble on it they're like oh yeah yeah bruce banner is dead even though half the time throughout this book he's still like in bruce banner form but yeah hawkeye killed bruce banner don't worry it's only the hulk now and also, I don't know enough about Alpha Flight, but I was always under the impression Sasquatch is only in Sasquatch form at all times. I didn't think he could turn back into a man. Like, I've never seen him in anything but Sasquatch form before. So that kind of pissed me off. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I didn't know that about Sasquatch either. I guess he's also a Gamma guy. Yep. Yeah, but they're saying that when Bruce Banner dies, the Hulk will come back and like bring him back with him 
But yeah, it's stupid. That's for sure. This book, though, I did. I really liked the first couple issues with Hulk stalking and fucking with like criminals and stuff. That was awesome. Yeah. When he chases that kid in the first issue who murders people in the liquor store or in the gas station, uh, including Bruce Banner, he murdered. He comes and finds him at the hideout and like just beats everyone's ass. And then he's just like talking to him and like fucking with him and then beats his ass too. It was fucking cool. I really liked that first issue. I was really into it. Yeah, yeah, that part was kind of awesome. Yeah, I really liked that kind of tone. It's like sort of like a horror movie. Like you, they don't actually show the Hulk. They're just like, oh, he's here. But you don't actually see him and just people are getting their asses kicked. And then he's, you know, comes out of nowhere and surprises the kid. It was great. I really liked that part. I think they kind of lose that tone after a little while here when they start getting into the stupid mystical demon realm stuff. So apparently Hulk is from the demon realm. And the camera radiation opened the yeah. door to the demon. Man, that, that stuff was so dumb. I know. That's it's the same problem I had with Venom last week. It's when when they start introducing all this new dumb shit. I don't need it. Just just do the horror thing. Make 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 the Hulk just walk around beating up uh serial killers and shit and the police like on his trail or something trying to find him. You know, it's just stick with that. Like I don't know why they gotta go through all this dumb stuff. And then by the, you know, way, getting way ahead of ourselves here, but that green door leads to Bruce Banner's father coming through the door as yeah, Alpha Yeah, yeah, that was the other part. Yeah. I was just like, what the hell are we doing here? Yeah, and then at that point, during uh, this fight with Sasquatch, the Hulk says, I eat Gamma, which sounds like a Cannibal Corpse song. <laughs> I mean, I could see that. And then he just kind of he just kind of bear hugs him and <laughs> yeah. absorbs his Sasquatch power. Yeah, yeah. and and absorbs God his own it. father too. So now he has his father in his it reflection. Started out, it started out so fucking strong, but yeah. it falls off the rails immediately. Oh like, yeah, holy shit! It goes from hey, this could be pretty awesome to oh my god, it's so fucking stupid. Like I don't understand how it transitioned that drastically over the course of five fucking issues. It was insane. Yeah, I know. Like they they were doing it so right at the beginning. Uh, even if even when they were like referencing the green door, make it something different. I I don't know. Just it, it was too stupid. As soon as Sasquatch started like fighting the hog, that's just where it just totally fell off. But anyway, in this one, dogs of hell is who. The Hulk beat up in that first issue. Did we see something about the dogs of hell before? Mm, I don't know. Okay. Sounds familiar, and I don't know why. But anyway, yeah, and then the other thing Hulk was doing was trying to find the scientists who did some kind of radiation thing to not, to like never die and infected his son with it, which apparently killed the son. And then they buried their son, thinking he's dead. But it's later revealed that the son was like alive as like this walking ghost guy is what they were calling it, which is just like a green gamma person. But I did like that storyline as well. I thought that was interesting. I, I like the uh, right after he gives the son the shot of the gamma serum that he created. Or, yeah. So he, he found Bruce Banner's serum somehow and he, he made improvements on it but right after he gives him that shot. Is like his eyes just start bleeding gamma radiation yeah. somehow, but it's not melting his body or anything. He's just drowning in a pool of gamma blood. I, I don't know what the fuck it's supposed to be, but it's like bright green blood, so it looked cool. Yeah, it was. And then I, th what the Hulk did was he, when he found the doctor who was living in a cave and just murdering people with his radiation if they get too close, the Hulk gets to him, and what the Hulk does is he he buries him like deep in the earth or something. To just like leave him there because the dude's not gonna die, but he can't escape. That was pretty. That was pretty badass. What a spiteful. Oh yeah. Cunt of a move. That was awesome. Fucking metal, man. Then they dig up the grave, and that's when they find that the kid has the same radiation powers and was just alive in there. Well, they didn't like the 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 new Hulk Buster unit of the government. They they buried him or <laughs> yeah. dug him up because they're still working on something. Hulkbuster like unit. non-fireable Ross. I don't know what the fuck they're called. That's the Hulk awesome. unit. I think they're just called the Hulk unit or something stupid. Uh, pretty dumb. Okay, but then after that, they have an issue where they're telling the story from the point of view of different witnesses. And uh, in this time, they're, they're changing the art style in each of their stories. 
And I thought this part was very yeah, cool. I, I liked this. It was cool looking. Oh, yeah. Um, they, I think when the police officer was telling the story, it looks like the like 1960s Hulk comic. I thought that part was really yeah, cool. Yeah, it was a nice flashback. Yeah. And then, like, uh, the older woman was telling it as, like, he's this dreamboat James Dean-looking guy. And they make it, like, this super, like, heroic-looking guy. It's right. awesome. This is a story about uh, the Hulk going to fight uh, Hotshot, who, I don't know who Hotshot is, but it's some kind of radiation power guy. I forget what he wanted. He wanted something from the priest. He was trying to find help for his girlfriend. Okay, his girlfriend was... Dying of Gamma something, I think. Is that correct? I don't know. I was very confused because the very last page, they finally show like what was going on with the girlfriend and she's just like tied to a chair, but it looks like her head is turned in the opposite direction that it should be. Yeah. Like I couldn't really make out or tell what the fuck it was, but like the cops reacted to it as if it was like the most disgusting thing they'd ever seen. But to me, it just looked like a, a head that had been turned around on a corpse. Yeah. But she was like bright green, so she had like some kind of radiation exposure too, because it, it's later revealed in the storyline that the father was inside of whatever killed the girl, I think. Hmm. That part was kind of confusing with the girlfriend. But I mean I liked I liked how they got there. It was really awesome. Yeah, that so they they have the the story told from the point of view of a police officer, a bartender, an old lady, and a priest. Uh and then the bartender's art style was like this kind of like shitty looking i don't know what what would you call that art style eh, I, I mean it was sort of similar to like the uh matt fraction david arja uh hawkeye series that i love so much oh really it kind of reminded me of that a little bit yeah okay it was pretty like cartoony and minimalist i think is what it was yeah super minimalist yeah um and then the priest kind of looked I don't, I don't know i don't know any art terms whatsoever i have no idea what minimalist means okay basic, super <laughs> yeah basic. basic yeah that's that's what it is okay yeah um and then the priest art style kind of looked more like a horror movie like a lot of shadows and stuff yeah that one's simple but yeah really cool awesome. yeah really cool the way they put it together and yeah there's a journalist who's trying to follow the hulk so she's interviewing these people which is at the framing device for this story or for this part of the story definitely a plus for those first three books or first three issues and then uh, the next issue, they're talking to, uh, was his name, uh, Walter, who's Sasquatch. Sasquatch. Yeah. They're talking to Sasquatch, and he's giving a little bit of backstory about, because uh, he, was, he was roommates with Bruce Banner. So they're giving a little backstory about, you know, what he was like in college. And he, was, he seemed like he was kind of a dick in college. He's just like, fuck you. Gamma's my thing. You go play football. Like, well, just, yeah, well, yeah, Bruce, Bruce kind of lost his cool with him. Yeah. Bruce compares learning gamma radiation to learning how to play an ocarina. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was kind of a weird <laughs> reference to use. It's like, you, you, it's not an ocarina. You can't learn it overnight or something like that. So is an ocarina a real musical instrument? I was always under the impression it was just a flute for Zelda. No, it's a flute for Link. And, uh. But I mean, for like the Zelda games, it, it is but a it real thing. Yeah, you can you can get real ocarinas, and yeah, ocarinas are easy to play. It's just five buttons on a N sixty four controller. Yeah, you just blow into a thing. Yeah. yeah, that's all it is. A B up down, A B up down. Yeah, I mean, super fucking easy. I just played like the Song of Time or something. Yeah, man, fucking Song of Storms. Fuck, it's a great song. Here we go. That's what I was hoping for. Yeah. I couldn't remember any of them. My buddy over here, he had a class, and one of the students after class just pulled out Nacarena and started playing it for some reason. <laughs> like, like in the classroom. Oh, that's awesome. It's like, what the fuck? What is it? It's like a recorder? It's, it's exactly, it looks exactly like it does in Zelda. I mean, yeah. But it just sounds like a recorder? Kind of sounds it like it. It's just a flute, yeah. So why is this, like, obscure flute a thing in the Zelda universe? That's weird i thought it was something that they made up specifically for these games like degu nuts no this the the ocarina of time can has the power of uh i don't know you play songs and it does stupid powers all right that's what it does yeah yeah i know it does that in zelda but i'm saying like in real life if i go to a convenience a music store and buy an ocarina yeah it's not going to give me the power to like jump back in time 
Well, I assume if you play the Song of Storms, it'll start raining. Well, I mean, anyone who owns an ocarina and isn't solely playing the Song of Storms and, like, the Song of whatever the fuck the time one is called, like, anyone who's not playing those song of times from Zelda specifically is wasting their fucking life with their ocarina. Exactly. That's what I was saying. Like, this person, this lady who pulled out the ocarina, she was just playing some obscure song, and it's like, well, can she play Song of Storms? If she can't play that one, then... Well, what's the fucking point? Play Saria's song. What the fuck is wrong with you? There, God damn it, yes. Yeah. Why can I not remember these song names? I'm glad you do. What's yeah. the one to get the horse to come? Epona's song. <laughs> Play that one. Epona. Epona. Yes, fuck. Uh, they also had Song of Healing. Play that one. That'll fix signs and shit <laughs> that you chop down. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. There's certainly more. Zelda's Lullaby. Play that one. Do-do-do. <laughs> Yeah, there That's we go. Probably one of them. I don't know. But point is, it's easy. It's easy to learn the ocarina. Just buy that game. Okay, so yeah, they they tell you the David Banner's, or sorry, is it Bruce Banner? It's Robert Bruce Banner. Yeah, I don't totally know why he's also sometimes called David Banner. David Bruce Banner. Wait, David Banner is like a rapper, right? David Banner is a rapper who got his name based off of Banner. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. I don't know why they do that. Is that his father? Is David his father? Oh, perhaps. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. So, and then the last issue was that big fight with uh, Sasquatch, and he eats him <laughs> because he eats Gamma. And let's see. Yeah, I guess that's all I had about this one. Do you have anything else about this one? Yeah, this one had a lot of awesome cameos in it. I liked that. Who is like who made a cameo? So lately lately the only Alpha Flight members that I've actually seen in space on Captain Marvel's uh Shield Base or not Shield Base, uh what are they called? Sword. It's usually Sasquatch Puck who are both in this one. And then it's usually uh uh North Star's sister, Aurora. But instead they actually had the fucking uh oh what's his name? Uh, he's the Native American, he's the Native Canadian American Indian guy, uh, the Wiccan, Wiccan. They actually had Wiccan in it, which was mm-hmm. awesome. I haven't seen that guy in forever. And then they also had, uh, Captain Marvel got the, like, newest Avengers team, which it looked like was the Robbie Reyes Ghost Rider. Mm-hmm. It was Black Panther, Thor, Jen Walters, and then I assume it was Hulk, or, uh, Iron Man in a Hulkbuster suit, even though... Based on the timeline of when this came out, Iron Man and Captain Marvel were enemies. So I don't, I don't know who was in the Hulkbuster suit, but someone was. Hmm. Maybe it was Rhodey. They all made cameos. No, Rhodey's dead. Oh, okay. Maybe it's Rhodey's. That, that's kind of so. All right, so so little backstory. So when Hawkeye kills a uh, Hulk, that happens while Jennifer Walters is recovering from a battle with Thanos. Thanos comes down. And he kills Rhodey and he puts Jen, Jen Walters in a coma and she's out for a couple months. And I think we read that first She-Hulk issue, didn't we? Where she's just coming out of that. Did you read that one with me? Or oh, did yeah, I just that, read that? I think that was the one where I couldn't find it. Oh, okay. But we did oh, read fuck, it for yeah, the show. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. So, like, that was her just coming out of the aftermath of that fight with Thanos. Mm. But, uh, yeah, James Rhodes dies in that fight. And he and Captain Marvel were like an item at that point in time, and they get divided on the newest Civil War issue of whether or not to know the future or arrest people before they do acts of violence or terror. Hmm. But uh, yeah, so so I, I don't know if Iron Man and would have been on her side or not. I also like they randomly, so they had the Hulk unit or whatever the fuck they were calling them. Yeah. They were explaining that like... Uh, Thunderbolt Ross, oh wait, yeah, so Captain America was also, Steve Rogers' Captain America was also there with this Avengers team, which really gives me no clue of what time frame this is, because Steve Rogers, I thought, was, like, pretending to be in Hydra to, like, trick them, and, like, everyone on the internet got sad about it, because they, for some reason, don't realize Captain America's a fuckwad of a toy, or of a character who's irrelevant and not cool. Fuck America. But, uh, (laughs) from 2018 i think it was so or maybe by this point in time he's already been like oh no it's cool everyone who stopped buying my shit i'm still a good guy so all right i guess that makes sense but um i I like that that hulk buster unit or whatever the fuck they're called 
Like they randomly mentioned like all the like other Hulks that are known, like Rick Jones, who was a bomb. He's apparently dead still. Hmm. Uh, they mentioned Scar, who is Hulk's son from another planet. Okay. Those were really the only two that they name dropped, but I liked that little part. Yeah. They didn't mention She-Hulk, though. No, they did. They were still just calling her Jen. Oh, okay. I guess I missed that then. They were, there was, that was the girl who they were, oh, no, they were spying on Betty. Oh, But uh, okay. yeah, yeah, Betty, who is She-Hulk, or Red She-Hulk, I mean. Oh, wow. And they mentioned, they mentioned General Ross. He's gone off, and he's dealing with a Captain America issue, they said, because he is the Red Hulk. Nice. The only one they didn't really mention was, like, Doc Sampson, but Bruce Banner mentioned him, like, in issue one, he mentioned something about his buddy, Doc Sampson. Okay. Yeah, Hulk is another one of those characters with uh, multiple colors. I like that. Red Hulk? Blue Hulk? How many colors? Well, I mean... Purple Hulk? Probably. No, none of them are purple. Scar is, like, a, a olive be. greenish gray. Yeah, yeah, I think I remember that one. How about A-Bomb? What color is he? Is he yellow? A-Bomb's the blue one. Oh, okay. Is there a yellow Hulk? Mm, no, I don't think so. Yeah, all right. I, I can't think of any other Hulks but these guys. Well, I'm a big fan of all the colors of Hulk, so keep it up. Yeah. yeah. You could be the next, you could be the yellow Hulk. Yeah, maybe. Just give me some Just gamma. Like you're going to be the purple archer or whatever. Yeah, something like blue, arrow. blue, purple blue arrow. arrow. I think it was. There you go. Blue. Um, yeah, yeah. Hawkeye's the purple one. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. Can't I can't take purple. It's copyrighted already. Yeah, stepping on his toes. All right, so I'll go for yellow Hulk then. Cool. So yeah. Anyway, I recommend this book. I think that the first four issues are awesome. I I don't think I want to continue reading it though. I think probably we got out of it what we could get out of it. Uh, just just the whole nonsense happening at the end of the volume, I think, kind of... Yeah, I don't really feel like I should continue reading it. What do you think? Yeah, I, I mean, it's kind of like we both said, it, it started out really fucking strong with a ton of potential and promise. Yeah. But it immediately nosedives so fast, <laughs> so abruptly, it's so quick. I've, I've never read a book... I was like more interested in like first starting out and more turned off by at the end. I don't think I've ever had that happen. Yeah, usually the opposite is true. But yeah, read it. I mean, yeah, I love those. I love the first three or four issues. Number five fucking sucked. All right, ready for some reviews? Oh, yeah. Read some fucking reviews, you cuck. Okay. Um, this one had a three star review. But it was long and not funny. Uh, so I have a couple of five-star reviews, which are, yeah, they're short at least. So the first one is five stars, most frightening Hulk stories. The Hulk, told as a horror story. It makes sense, given the obvious ins- inspiration of Jekyll and Hyde. The art truly conveys how terrifying an encounter would be with this rampaging behemoth. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. All right, and then the other one, also five stars, Hulk Smash. Good, good title. And this one says, Honestly, it's one of the best comic series this year. Absolutely incredible. The art, the writing, everything. A fresh take on a well-known character, or so we thought. There's even more to know. Well, I disagree with that last part, obviously. I'm kind of checked out. I'll give him that, that maybe it's one of the best ones of the year. For sure. Because... We've been reading a bunch of these 2018 like Marvel ones, and I like it infinitely better than that shitty uh, Space Ghost Rider Punisher that thing one, that we read. No, no, that one was the comic of the year, I think. That one <laughs> was, was the best one. That one was the best one. I liked it better than Venom 2. Yeah. Because it, it started out a lot stronger than that Venom 1 did before it fell off the face of the earth for me in interest level. Yeah, this one, it is stronger than Venom, I think. It held my attention a lot longer than that one did, I think. But I think I think the way Venom ended, though, it made me want to see what happens next. The way this one ended, it's the opposite. I mean, the only thing I liked about the ending of this one was I wanted to see what the fuck's going to go down with the Avengers. I want to see him just murder the shit out of worthless Tony Stark and uh, Captain America. I want to see him decimate them. Cause this one ended with them like trying to take him in because oh yeah, the the government the Hulk unit is only gonna let Sasquatch go free if they can bring him Hulk or Banner. 
So that's why the Avengers went to get him. But I, I want to see that fight. I want to see that showdown. I want to see the Hulk kill them all. Yeah, that'd be cool. So that's Immortal Hulk. So David Banner was the name of the Hulk character from like the 1970s Incredible Hulk oh. live action series with Lou Ferrigno. Oh, so okay. I think that's where he gets it from. I see. So they changed the first name for some reason. Yeah. Okay. Just nice. Check that one out on the internet. Yeah. Very good. What's your favorite David Banner song? Um, I can't remember any David Banner songs. Uh, Wait, uh, never scared. I ain't never scared. Right? No, that's Bone Cruncher. Fuck, I can't remember any David Banner songs. David Banner sings "Play," which is a pretty good one. Uh, what's that? He sings some shitty one with Chris Brown. Or wait, that might be "Play." But he has that one with Little Flip. Oh, okay, Little Flip, dude. Haven't heard that name in a long time. Oh, really? I love Little Flip. <laughs> he was the best. Didn't he make that uh, Game Over song? Yeah. Yeah, he says his name a million times in that song. That's why I know it. This is the way we ball. Oh, that yeah. Too. That's a good one. My favorite, I think my favorite David Banner, Like a Pimp. That's the one with Little Flip. Oh, okay. I remember that one, too. Okay. Um, I, start, I started watching a YouTube show last night called Wayne. Have you heard of this show? No. It's a YouTube original. I was, I was going to stop watching after the first episode because I felt like it was just a bunch of YouTube personalities trying too hard to be an actor. But by the end of that first episode, though, like at the end, like it's like it's pretty badass. Like it's just this, this uh, about this kid who reacts to everything with like extreme violence. And I don't know, I think he, maybe he's like some kind of he has some kind of mental issue or something. But he's he's like he's a weird he's a weird fucking kid. Uh, and then he decides to like go to Florida to get some car that his dad thinks he should have. And so there's, it's like him and this girl traveling like through white trash America, getting into problems. It's like <laughs> just randomly picking fights everywhere they go. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much how it goes. <laughs> hmm. It's a weird ass show, but I, I'm, I'm kind of into it. So like I was, I was getting ready. I, I couldn't wait for that first episode to end so I could say, okay, I'm not watching any more of this. And then by the end, I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll I'm going to keep watching it. It's worth it. Interesting. Yeah. So next week, I want to continue with these 2018 Marvel books and read Rise of the Black Panther. Uh, I think it's just, maybe it's a one-off thing, but because it doesn't say there's a volume, but it's either volume one or a, just a one story arc or whatever. But Rise of the Black Panther. How about you? I'll pick Deadly Class, volume one by Rick Remender. Uh, former writer for Uncanny X-Force, and he's written some stuff with The Punisher as well. Uh, so we're going to go with that one. It's a new series on Sci-Fi Channel. I haven't seen any of it at all, but I did see the trailer yesterday. Looked kind of cool. Seems like an action-adventure series, so we'll, we'll give that a shot. All right, sounds good. The Sci-Fi series, is it out yet? I think. I was looking around on like Wikipedia to read up on it a little bit, and I think they... Or maybe the season one is already completely aired. Oh, okay. Well, maybe I'll check that so, one out then. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. Or oh no, it just started December twentieth. So yeah, a couple episodes are out now. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. Again, I guess that's Rise of the Black Panther and Deadly Class Volume One next week. Follow me on the internet at D Lewandowski. I'm on the internet at D Stu the God. We. Are on the internet at giraffes hpt pod uh patreon.com slash giraffes have black tongues right very good I, I sounded very confident in that one i think he did he sounded like he knew what you were talking about good good we'll go with that all right uh thank you daniel burbank for sorry i like you soundcloud.com slash daniel burbank to check him out links are in the description below like share subscribe five-star reviews do that yeah we need that hook it up help us out help us help you i'm a five-star man i'm a five-star chick well i need a five-star okay. chick i need a five-star <laughs> review god damn it <laughs> something that makes sense yo got you reference lit oh i was referencing dennis from it's always sunny 
Oh, <laughs> I, I assumed we were going Yo Gotti on that one. That was my mistake. Okay, well, either one works. Five stars. <laughs> All, All right. right. We'll see you next week, everyone. Bye.